1: Red Seven! Dot! What? Red Seven! I don't know what Red Seven means. Hot route! I don't... What is hot route?
0: Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here, you ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run downfield field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the Big Bob halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Oh. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Oh, are you gonna get me the
1: ball? I hope you doesn't kill somebody.
0: Because we know, when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the difference between winning and losing. Yeah. And
1: Welcome in to 11 personnel, Nick Roush here with Adam Luckett in week four of the college football season where we're going to get you ready for Kentucky's first SEC road test of the year. Down at Williams-Brice Stadium in South Carolina. But before we get to that, we got to talk about the ugly win against Chattanooga where Kentucky's defense had its moments where it looked good and then it looked bad. And Kentucky's offense had moments where it looked great. That first drive, like it was flawless. And then yeah, – that it was beautiful. The, the turnovers, man. Uh, it just – I, I think what's frustrating is that uh, about the kind of uh, frustration – from fans and whatnot is, you know, Kentucky's got three, three touch, two, three touchdown wins if they just take care of the damn ball.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, that's, to me, that's one of the storylines this week. Like, we'll get into this Kentucky-South Carolina matchup. Um, it's very similar to Missouri to me in a lot of ways because Kentucky has a better roster at pretty much every spot. I think you look at South Carolina, I think you would take South Carolina's defensive line over Kentucky's defensive line. And then after that, it's you're really kind of grasping. Kentucky has a better offensive line. I think Kentucky has a better receiver core. Kentucky has a better quarterback. I like Kentucky's running back situation a little better. Um, secondary, you may, might give the edge to South Carolina, but it's not by a whole lot. Actually, I might give it – I mean, it's pretty close. So mm-hmm. when you just look at the matchups, like Kentucky's just better – in this team but there's the special teams issues yeah. that are obviously um a big deal right now and then there's just the ball security um the lack of forcing turnovers and like you mentioned nick they give up the bit one big play in the first half they um they get a call and they get it caught in a run blitz um they get sealed off inside Yusuf corker kind of overruns it um but it sounded like he had kind of outside contain there so he didn't really that was what he was supposed to do. But then you have Tyrell Asian one-on-one with the back at 12 yards. He misses the tackle. Yeah. Turns into a 40-yard run. But after that, the defense really settled in and kind of controlled the half against Chattanooga. Three and didn't
1: didn't get another first down until the second
0: half. Just three and outs. They had like 12 plays right there before the end of the half had 0% success rate. So defense was doing its job for the most part after that first drive. But then they come out in the second half and they really can't buy a stop. Um, Ch- uh, Chattanooga has a fifty percent success rate as an offense in that second half. They're extending drives, they're owning the clock, they're owning the line of scrimmage. And meanwhile, Kentucky just cannot get it going offensively. But they only had eighteen snaps in the second yeah. half on offense. <laughs> this is so, crazy. And then one of the plays, Kentucky takes a shot. Chattanooga just makes a good play on the ball. Like you're willing to take your chance there. The guy makes a extension interception on a deep over route there to Wando Robinson.
1: Yeah. I mean, the ball could have had a little more mustard, but mm -hmm. I mean, the DB played it well. Yeah. I
0: mean, what we had in this game was essentially Kentucky coming in, they had a plan. They were going to do this, this amount of stuff, and they're going to get a lead and get out of there early. Um, And what happened was Chattanooga plays a certain type of defense, um, and they're able to – Kentucky doesn't run the ball early. Chattanooga gets some confidence. They're able to kind of control the line of scrimmage throughout the game. Kentucky can't climb up to the second level. The middle linebackers all over the place making every tackle um, in, in the run concepts. And then they couldn't take their shots deep because Chattanooga has an old, experienced safety group, and they're just playing deep, and they were taking away all that stuff. Um, when you get a team that comes out in too high, like we saw from Chattanooga, and rolling to quarters coverage pretty much most of the snaps – you have to make them pay for that. Um, you have to establish the run, and you have to hit the short intermediate passing game, quick passing game, which they did with a lot of hitches, but they didn't run the ball effectively enough. They, they really should have came out, ran it down their throat, and made them got out of that because mm-hmm. um, that's kind of Kentucky's bread and butter, and then we learned out after the game that, well, that wasn't the plan. Um, Will Levis made some key mistakes. I thought they missed some deep shots where uh, Isaiah Epps was open on a post would have been like a 65-yard touchdown, wide open. He just misses them. There were some throws to Wandale deep that he's been hitting. Didn't hit. There was the deep shot to Isaiah Cummings early in the game. Isaiah doesn't, wasn't the greatest ball, but you got to kind of adjust. Mm-hmm. You got to find it and tr- you know track it a little bit. Um that, it's a play they could have made. Um, and defensively, it's kind of the same issues. Like they're not, they're getting pressures, but they're not getting the quarterback on the ground. Mm-hmm. The run defense numbers overall, like if you just look at success rate, they were fine. It was just a big place. Like they got 70 of their 160 rushing yards on two plays. They had that 40 yard run and they had 33 yard run in the second half. So it's just like little things. It's why I think you heard Mark Stoops on Monday be like, you know, it wasn't as bad as you thought. There was just a couple of little things, but they didn't play complimentary football. They're being sloppy with the football penalties was a big issue. Um, They're not forced. I mean, they're, they're not forcing as much takeaways as you would like and they're losing hidden yardage in the special teams battle. And I think we saw all that kind of stuff add up on Saturday and hopefully that's the clunker in the scare. Right. They right. Kind of fix that issue moving forward. Well, but now it's not exactly where you want to be heading into your first road game.
1: No, no, it's not. But I do think that a lot of us, including the players just saw the FCS tag and Judge the book by its cover, when really ULM was more of an FCS team than this team was. Um, this man. team was
0: better. This team had guys – that's what we talked about and I wrote about before the game. They had dudes on the line of scrimmage, old guys. Number 90 might get drafted. Like, he is a legit NFL prospect. Um, and he kind of he, – he gave it to Eli Cox a lot of the game. Um, and then they just had experience, and they had uh, – their defensive coordinator is good. They shut out the team they played before. Um, a team that was averaging 500 yards of offense a game in FCS and held that team to 90-something yards of offense and scored a defensive touchdown. Um, so they're smart, sound, and experienced. They just played a lot of football. And I think, like you said, I think, like Cohen said, they took them for granted a yeah. little bit. And then the defense just – that was a disappointing second half.
1: Uh, yeah. Really um, disappointing. But, you know, if you flip – like, if you flip the narratives and – you know, uh, it, it's kind of like uh, when Kentucky kind of played middle Tennessee close uh, back mm-hmm. in 2018. on that Yeah, they've day. done this
0: before. There's and, no denying that.
1: Yeah. And, and, and people were kind of worried. And it's like, you know, the team's not that bad. Kentucky didn't play a clean game and it's closer, just closer than you'd expect. And that's uh, I, I just think the FCS thing people are really hung up on it there. Oh, I thought we were above this. Like dude, every team throws in clunkers. But NFL, uh like the it's football. There's no going to be gonna, <laughs> right.
0: No one's going to remember this right if they go right. and win on Saturday. No one's going to care. But if they don't if they place if they if they don't win on Saturday or if they win close and it's really ugly, then it it starts to add up. Then it's kind of like evidence of something going on that they haven't fixed. Right. Um, so, like, we're still in the point of the season where we, we're, we're a little blind. We only have 12 quarters, really, of data so far, and we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out who they are exactly. Um, and this, this, I think it's a huge test for this season um, because if they are who, like we thought they were before the season, our potential, like, top 25 team, team that can maybe win 9, 10 games, make a lot of noise, like, they're going to go on, they're going to hit the road in a motivated spot, and they're going to handle their business. If they're not that, if they struggle or they lose, then it's kind of like, well, they can still get to eight and four, but this is a flawed team. Um, and I think that's really kind of the spot we're in right now. We, we're going to find out a lot in the 60 minutes on Saturday.
1: I, I think the, there are obviously two big flaws. Uh, we mentioned one right off the top, and that's the turnovers. I, the fumbling is just inexcusable. Like Yes. They put the ball on the turf ten fortunate. times now.
0: Fortunate they haven't lost more fumbles.
1: Yeah, I mean it's that's inexcusable. The interceptions, like they're just you you have to live with them. If you're going to throw it more, Absolutely. if you're going to take shots, you 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 have to live with those. So I, I think part of this is of why that it hurts so bad is because the defense isn't producing as many turnovers. They aren't being as opportunistic as they that previous regimes have been. Whenever the other team makes mistakes. Pointing being in case the, the tip ball that landed right into the Chattanooga players' arms, that's a play that you know your Mike Edwards or your your Kelvin Josephs or somebody makes. And Devontae Robinson's too slow to react, and the dude just catches it. And th- that was an opportunity to jump ball where you can go get a pick. Uh we saw it the week before with Jalen Geiger dropping that one. Like there are plays out there to be made still for the defense. And then the the biggest concern for me. And it's kind of twofold. Kentucky's struggling to get off the field on third down. There, there's there's no doubt about that. And it's because their havoc rate is just they're just not producing them. Remember right right now, Kentucky's opponents are converting 44.9% of the time. Only Missouri is worse than the SEC. Kentucky isn't getting off the field because guys aren't getting home. Now as Mark Stoops said on Monday, you know, they're, they're getting the ball out of his hands quick. It's hard to get a good rush if it's just a quick one, two steps out of a shotgun, let it throw, fly, which I can agree with. But he, here's where we get into a conundrum, look it, because if you're going to give them the soft zone that Stoops likes to play, like, you know, we'll cover three, what MD can dunk you to death. That's Stoops just doesn't want to give away the big play. I get it. That's how he rolls. That only works if your guys are making tackles in space and they keep those underneath routes from going. And the biggest third down of the day, arguably, I think this is what made it a 14 14, or, you know, it's how they got their second touchdown was a little screen pass. And Carrington Valentine, it it was a decently designed play. That was the first touchdown. It was their first touchdown. Okay. Yeah. So, like the the game, third down, you force a field goal there. That's huge. But he whiffs. He 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 doesn't. I I don't know if he was trying to go to the ball. I don't really know what the case was, but you've got a guy. He did everything but make the tackle. Exactly. And here's the thing, though, Lucky. Like, I I don't like. I I think there's a point where some of these early season mistakes are just ones that you have to live with when you're replacing six guys that are in the NFL now, that are on NFL rosters on that defense. Growing I, pains, right? So like. Part of me is really mad. Like, why can't you guys get off the field? But there's also another part of me, like, that with some stuff you do have to live with. And if you're still finding ways to win games, if you're still go out on the road and beat South Carolina, then you can't, you you know, you you just have to take it to the chin and just move on to the next week.
0: Yeah, I just I'm struggling to evaluate this defense right now Um, because, like, some of the key numbers I look at, they're still checking off. Like, Nick, if you don't, they've given up 125 plus yard pass play in 87 passing snaps. So, eight or no, 121 passing snaps, I think. Let me look it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: that's one out of 121. That's less than one percent of the time. That's one out of
0: 114 they've had so one pass play out of 114 snaps this season has gone over 25 plus yards <laughs> that's pretty good if you're doing that long term it's going to be really really hard for teams to score um the missouri game they scored four drives of 75 plus yards like you just got to tip your hat to them if they're doing that that's hard to do i don't i just don't care it's hard to do on and then i look at I, like i'm looking at the south carolina game and i'm thinking man if they don't give up a big play, which we can get into South Carolina, maybe have the best big play receiver in the SEC right now. If they don't give that up, it's just going to be like impossible for South Carolina to score unless they're getting short fields. Or like for them to go score more than twice on a 75-plus yard field, I think, against Kentucky is going to be hard. Yeah. And so if you're doing that and you got an offense that's going to put up 30 points per game just about. You know that is kind of the formula, <laughs> right, I, I, right? But there's moments in these games where it's just it's infuriating to watch, um, because you feel like they're just not good at moments. But then I look at some of these disruption numbers, like DeAndre Squares on pace for over 20 tackles for loss. <laughs> like Josh Paschal has seven quarterback hurries, or five yeah. quarterback hurries. Yusuf Corker has five pass breakups.
1: That's a ton. That like, is eventually,
0: a lot. Those are going to turn into big plays to me. Like they're that tells me they're in the right spot, and they're just, just not it's not finishing. I mean, and and, it and tells I think me they're close.
1: And I think that that's the early season stuff that most teams have. <laughs> you know, I mean, and and even if you look at at the, the 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 staples, the college football playoff staples, they're all kind of struggling too. Clemson played with his yeah. food against Georgia Tech. Alabama messed around down at Florida. Um, the year
0: has strong 2007 vibes. It There's does. There's been a ton of teams that have ranked in and lost. Um The Monstars st- stole DJ Uyagile's talent. <laughs> you know, Bama looks beatable. Yep. Um, a Florida team, Emory Jones, that struggled mightily against Florida Atlantic. And USF were just able to march down the field on Alabama. I mean, it's just, it's a weird It's a weird year so far. Um, So, you know, it could be a year where just, you know, it's going to be a roller coaster for a lot of teams. But, like, Kentucky's like – I do hang my hat a lot of them. They've got old guys on defense. Um, I feel like they're in the right spot. I feel like getting Jordan right back in the lineup is going to be big. Yeah, yeah. I would like to – I don't have – you know, it would be hard for me to do, but, like, maybe it's just a thing where you just – now that Weaver's good to go you can st- kind of stop messing with the hybrid thing. Maybe you put them on the field together.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know they at least said, Stoops is like, we've actually probably j- played JJ a little too much to start out, mm-hmm. just so they can have him fresh for when yep. they need him in those pass rush situations, which, fine by me, if that equals more yeah. sacks.
0: Yeah. Um, but, like, right to me, is a big one. Like, he's your best habit creator throughout his career. Like, He's he sprays sacks, the board, man. Tackles for loss, pass breakups, interceptions. He's a guy like you had like you need to have in the lineup. Um, so getting him back this week, I think, is gonna be big. Um, I think defensive line, there's been some issues. I think you need Marquis McCall to play better. Um, this is gonna be a big week for him because they're gonna run right at him. And South Carolina's offensive line has issues. And if like he doesn't have a big game this week, You know, you kind of got to – like, I think Josiah Hayes has done some good things. It may be a thing where he needs more snaps. Um, At that other boundary tackle position, Isaiah Gibson's only played three snaps through three games, and that position has not been good. So, maybe it's a thing where he gets more snaps. Um, I think Ox has done – he's had some moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, that that series – the series against, I think, ULM, and then he got the pressure at the end, him and Pascal, that created the pick six. Right. Um, so you can see it a little bit with him where a bully, a boy, I mean, it's his last year, you know, yeah. and it just, if he's not, to me, if it's not giving you more production, you're better off going with the younger guy there.
1: He had one play in particular where makes a great r- rips of Wyman standing in the hole and just doesn't make the play.
0: Mm-hmm. And mean, there's times where he's getting sealed pretty bad on some run fits and you just can't have that right there. Um, so that's that's something to look out for. But other spots, like I think Jones and Square have both been really good.
1: Yeah, Jones has been too. He had another game Asian's saving. Been, pass Asians been
0: agent's missed a couple tackles, but other than that, he's been really good. Um, their coverage has been all right. I think Carrington Valentine's getting a lot of. He's getting a lot of slack because a lot of he's getting a lot of action his way, so people are seeing him.
1: Yeah, right. oh yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: But I do think he's getting – I think he's getting better. Um, so that's up to the watch. I think Quandre Mosley is a guy we probably need to see more at cornerback moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're still figuring stuff out here. But, like, there's I, – I do still have some faith in this defense. And this week is going to say a lot to me. because um, South Carolina has been pretty inefficient running the ball so far. Um, and then their pass game really has one guy. It's Josh Fan, who's just a big play receiver, who against Georgia consistently beat Press man and made plays over the top of the defense. He's not going to see press man against Kentucky. Nope. So it's going to be harder for them to create those explosive plays in the passing game, especially if they can't establish the run. Um, So this might be a little better matchup for Kentucky because their passing game is going to be more shot-driven. So that means longer time in the pocket, more time to create a pass rush. Right. Um, Where Missouri and Chattanooga was a lot of quick game. Yeah. They're going to run – like Missouri just refused to run the ball. Um, I thought that Chattanooga caught them by surprise because that was like an outside zone attack. Some of the tape I watched, and it was a lot of inside zone against Kentucky. So they're going to be more a little bit more prepared, I think, for this game um, and really just seeing how they do against the run um, and if that big play pass defense can hold up. Because I think it's a, it seems like a good matchup for Kentucky's defense this week to me.
1: The um, And now the kids. Uh, South Carolina has a decent tight end, but I do like.
0: Yeah, they're just not using them very much. Uh, They got two tight ends. They're just not doing it to them very much so far.
1: Well, and I also like Kentucky's guys, linebackers dropping back in those little zones as well too. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jaquez Jones has been uh, maybe the most pleasant surprise so far for this. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, man, he has been great. I love watching his legs drive whenever he makes a tackle. Like that's like the kind of stuff that you you know your middle school coaches tell you. And you, you just don't always see it. You know, usually it's a stick and a drop. But, like, he, like, chops his legs. Like, it's, it's he's a lot of fun to watch play. And, he, and
0: he's made some big plays in the passing game as well. Coverage, so. he's been really good, I think. He's got three pass breakups and interception. I just think he, he's been a pleasant surprise. I did mm-hmm. not think he would be this good in coverage.
1: Yeah. Which that was kind of his suite to to at, right. at Ole Miss, you know. So like
0: he's lost some weight and he's moving a lot better than he was at Ole Miss. Like he's been, he's been a very very nice addition for them.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, it just to kind of put a bow on that game before we move on to Chattanooga. The, the special teams mistakes have really become. It's past the level of aggravating at this point because those yards add up so quickly. Uh, yep. you know we, we we talk about just catching the punts time and time again. that is just it'll drive you insane and then you finally get a decent return and they had what a hold or block in the back or something. I mean, catch the punts don't kick
0: the ball out of bounds and I, I'd, yeah the kickoff out of bounds it's happened it's happened twice now. Transport has done it twice um, in 19 reps, but that's what, what, that can't happen.
1: No, no, you kick it in.
0: I'd rather you kick a little
1: pooch kick than kick it out. He did it it
0: zero times in 50 reps last year. So hopefully it's just like, you know, get it out of your system type thing. Um, punting like Wilson Berry just hasn't like, you could go and find high schoolers right now playing multiple in Kentucky that can put up over 37 yards a punt.
1: Yeah, they've got good fall in there now. And he, now, hell, Velo, he
0: he had a little bit more boom. He, he so kicked he
1: one too good. He kicked it. Uh, he was like, all right, we need inside the 20. And he just blasted in the end yeah. zone.
0: I'll take that for what they've been getting. <laughs> That's, that, was, that was good to see that they had somebody that could actually do that.
1: But um, the, the special teams, though, those are the. It, you excuse one or two here and there, but they're adding up. And in a game, I mean, it. It's like all the things you mentioned in that UL or in the Chattanooga game. Like, when they add up, they become a huge problem. And you're playing a Beamer, okay? He's not his dad, but it's still Beamer ball. Like, you win with playing sound special teams. Exactly. Kentucky's already had a field goal block. So, like, that, this cannot be a problem. And I don't – special teams coach or not, like, I I don't care who it is. It just can't Mm -hmm. be a thing because those are yards that – your offense gets put behind such an eight ball if it's starting at the 10-yard line. It just is. I don't care whose offense it is. Uh, your defense gets put at such a disadvantage if the other if you're losing that special t- team's advantage. And that's something we didn't talk about enough in 2018 was how well Kentucky played in getting those hidden yards. They, were, they took advantage of those. They made big plays in special teams with Lynn Bowden. He returned two punts for scores. Kentucky doesn't need... Wyndale Robinson to be a touchdown maker.
0: They just need him to catch the damn ball. Yeah, I, they just fair catching. And I'm trying to pull up um, FEI, oh, oops, Football Outsiders. They they do special teams rankings, but they don't have enough data yet, so they haven't released it yet, unfortunately. Um, so there's really, I mean, we're still trying, like we're still trying to learn a lot about this team. Um, but they had a huge, huge advantage with Duffy um, that was just, you know, it kind of, kind of washed everything else away, the issues with the special teams. Mm -hmm. And now you don't have that, so there's more issues. Yeah, it's just got to get fixed. Like, you can't – like, this game, Nick, it's a lot of, to me, like, the more I look at it, two things are going to get Kentucky beat. It feels like it's going to be turnovers or special teams, like catastrophes. Yep. Like, that feels like if Kentucky loses this game, this is how they get beat. I mean, and you get that's a legitimate concern. Um, through these first couple of games, you know, like the block kick, I mean, it was just a total whiff by Darian Kennard. Like it wasn't (laughs) Ruffalo, it looked, you know, you never know. Um, but it sounded and looked good coming off his foot.
1: Oh, he, but the guy could have blocked it with his head, you know, like yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I love that they have the oh, uh, can you see that? Uh, Kennard hasn't allowed a sack. It's like, well, he allowed a black field goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, well, I know I'm not
0: going to get because he's elite. So, right. I'm not going right, to right. like hammer him. Maybe it's a thing where he don't just doesn't need to be on that team because he's playing every snap. Seriously. Yeah.
1: I just, like you said, like it, those, the turnovers and the special teams' mistakes. There are things that, like schematically, I don't know what the coaches can really do. Mm. Just execute, make the right decisions, take yep. care of the football, two hands, three points of contact, all of that stuff that's drilled during practice. It's 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 all about a focus or lack thereof during games. Get it together, and I, I'm confident the cats can do that.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land
1: horoscope with Victoria Cash. like well, this is a team that got smoked by Georgia a really really good team you saw Shane Beamer like kind of freaking out and they're like what was Georgia's defense doing to slow down the run game it's like well they're he pretty freaking frantic, awesome
0: he had some frantic moments on the sidelines too
1: but so you have that game where it's a really really great team then they played a really really bad team in that week 1 win and it's you're left with something in between with that East Carolina game where the purple pirates, they're not very good. And South Carolina had to drive down the field in the final four minutes, to kick a game winning field goal. Yeah.
0: East Carolina now just went on the road and upset Marshall. Um, but they also had a double digit loss to app state in that first week. So it was still like a three
1: score loss. It was yeah. They got blown out. That game. So
0: still Marshall. trying to figure out, you know, everything. And in that, the constant in these last two games really for South Carolina is the offensive line has a bunch of issues. They are not getting a push at the line of scrimmage. Quarterbacks are being pressured. Um, they haven't been able to run the ball. And Marcus Satterfield, their new offensive coordinator, comes from the NFL, um, worked with Joe Brady last year. It's a similar kind of concept and scheme to Kentucky. It's a pro style offense they are going to get 12 personnel a little bit condensed formations, but they want to establish, they want to have efficiency with the running game. And then once they establish the run, they want to take vertical shots with the passing game and to get explosive plays that way. Um, there was one play where it's the, they had the fake outside zone under center max protect deep over route. They threw it to Josh fan. He almost made a acrobatic catch, but it's the same. I've seen that Kentucky run that play six times this year. Um, so that's kind of where they are at an offense, but their offensive line has been bad against Georgia. Like Georgia's elite on defense, and they're going to give everybody they play issues. Um, but it was a sieve. I mean, every play they were in the backfield, uh, no breathing room at all for any of the quarterbacks. Zeb Nolan started and got hurt. Um, because he there was a bad snap or something and he fell down and a defensive lineman snapped, stepped on his hand. He might have a broken hand. Beamer's supposed to talk Tuesday afternoon. I guess we'll find out more then. But yeah, it's just that's that's the issue there. And Kentucky has to take advantage of that matchup. Uh, meanwhile, they're on defense, they're just the best thing they're doing right now is forcing a lot of turnovers, which is scary <laughs> when <What can> you <laughs> consider what Kentucky's done. So that's yeah. that's gonna be huge for Kentucky's gonna be, you know, taking care of the football. Um, their defensive front it's good got some players on it but kentucky i think their offensive line is good enough to handle them um in a motivated spot they should be able to establish the run and as long as they do that then it's going to be hard for i think south carolina to defend them because they're going to have to get out of a they're probably going to try to play a too high shell like chattanooga did but if kentucky comes out and runs the ball they're gonna have to get out of that and then that's where the explosive plays can come
1: yeah and uh there, there's not going to be any messing around like let's Let's hold Chris back because his wrist is a little banged up. Like, I, he didn't sniff that first series against Chattanooga. They, I think they were trying to, to save him a little bit. No doubt. Not, not not going to happen at South Carolina, which does have a good amount of talent just from a pure recruiting ranking standpoint. Two like,
0: five-stars on that defensive line. Yeah, then, we'll, we'll must yeah. have recruited with that defense and, as well. And then Enigbare, who's their edge rusher, I like think PFF has, has the highest-ranked edge player so far this season. He's going to be a first round draft pick. Um, Yeah. And so that's going to be kind of a thing where Kentucky's probably going to, if he's over there, maybe we're running the other way. Um, You kind of slide your protection to him when you're going to take your shots, um, that kind of thing with him, but they just lost their Mike linebacker. Um, So that was a big loss. They had to slide in a walk on in their base to play Sam while their Sam linebacker slid to Mike. Um, So they're thin at linebacker. That's an issue. Um, In the secondary um, their starting corner got hurt his foot against Georgia. Uh, they think he's going to play, but that's an, that's an issue for them. And then they got some transfers in there, rotating in. It's just – like, I think I, – like, Ollie and Wando Robinson, Josh Ollie, Wondell Robinson, I think they have an advantage this week. And then I think Kentucky getting 12 personnel, get big, get some movement on the line, get to those linebackers. I think mm-hmm. there should be some big gains potentially in their running game. So, like, I, I – I, The offense, Kentucky offense, South Carolina defense matchup is interesting um, because there is a Chattanooga blueprint, and I'm sure they're going to see that this week from South Carolina. And so it's how they counter that. But South Carolina's defensive front is good enough where if Kentucky's offensive line or their scheme is not good this week, it can make them, you know, pass heavy, which is not where Kentucky wants to be. Um, so that's an intriguing matchup, I think. Um, and well, if, if they're as good as we think we are, Nick, they, they'll they'll be able to handle that, they'll be able to adjust, and they'll be able to score on this defense, see,
1: in my opinion. And, and, and you talked about it earlier, like what we're going to learn about this Kentucky team. I don't think that the big blue wall all of a sudden just got bad. I, I just – I refuse to believe that, that that would happen in one week. Uh You can have your your moments where you just you let your guard down. You don't play with that intensity, that nastiness. Eric Wolford was on that sideline last year. If 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 yeah, if he doesn't that get these hurt. dudes right. fired up, I mean, like I know you know downplay offensive all lines of mindset. and mindset. In in you know, I think it is too. Some of Wolford is unlike John Schlarman. Wolford jumps these guys' asses. You know, like and sometimes. When you're like like I can put myself in that in their shoes, and Wolford is trying to get these guys fired up for FCS, and they're just letting that stuff go in one or not another. He could be screaming all the f bombs in the world, and they just don't care. Like, I, yeah. been there, done that. You just tune it
0: out. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't think they're tuning that out this week after getting embarrassed the well, way they did
0: last. Playing week. offense is a little offensive lines a little bit of a mindset. I mean, you got to have an edge to you in Kentucky all week scheme like they're just going to pass the ball and take it easy yeah and then it got against an old group with at least one nfl player inside that has it has size and then it got to where they needed to have it and they just weren't they were ill prepared for it now you go this week they're facing a talented group you mm-hmm. got five star former five star recruits in Igbari. now you can sell canard um, yeah Fortner, put this stuff on tape Roosevelt. you know? this is like this is this is your like When you, after the season's over, this is going to be a tape they watch multiple times because you're going against guys that are going to play in the NFL this week. So you just, you know, you better buckle up and get ready. So it's a big moment for them. It's a week where they get the coaches just get to yell at the offensive line the entire week. So it doesn't happen very often, you know? They're probably going to be a little pissy coming out (laughs) of the huddle. Um, And so uh, we'll see. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, there was a little mention of a banged up wrist. That's something I think we need to keep an eye on. Possibly, um, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that can be a, you know, it can be a little bit of concern. Especially like, with
1: ball security, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. But and, uh, and then, but I, this is
0: also before the season. Cohen said twenty-five touches for Rodriguez. This is one of those games where you need to get to that number.
1: Mm-hmm. It's good. Hey, turn another positives. It's nice to see Smoke get get some momentum last week early on.
0: Yeah, he just he just leave me wanting more. Like, you need more big plays from him. Yeah. Like, he's only got three rushes of 20-plus yards so far this year. That was quietly a thing that disappeared after his first run against Auburn Um, that you didn't have. He needs, to, like, if he's going to play and be a big part of this offense, he has to give them some chunk plays in the run game because he's just not going to be as efficient as Rodriguez. You're going to have inefficiency with, with him. And if he's not giving you the big play, to me, it's like, well – you know, he gets to a point where he's almost hurting you more than he's helping you, um, and he's dropped a pass so far in the passing game. You're hoping he'd be a threat mm-hmm. there. Um, so, like for me, I'm still wanting like Smoke's got to give them more.
1: Yeah, it'd be. I, I don't know how much more you can get from Wandale. He's been everything and more as advertised. Three straight 100-yard receiving games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the thing that's going to be Really fun about this game, especially me watching from home. This is going to be the first time since I can remember that I'm just watching the game and screaming to my television. It hasn't happened very often, but uh, we got a little – doing a little birthday celebration, a little high school reunion this weekend. it's going to be down in Columbia. But I'm just going to be sitting back watching from home, and that crowd watching their – the energy gets sucked out of it by a big play – Man, there's nothing really like it, especially yeah, on third down. A you fast know, fast
0: start could be awesome, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which they haven't done a lot down
1: there. And Stoops even brought up that he's gonna play the tape from that 2017 game where well 2015,
0: remember, they throw the they're backed up. Tolls throws an interception out of the end zone.
1: Yep.
0: Crowd goes absolutely bonkers, and then they rip off, you know, 21 straight 24 straight points until halftime. And then 2017 was kind of the same way. Yeah,
1: it was uh, Debo Samuel touchdown now, and then Steven Johnson interception.
0: 2019, <laughs> they got behind early, but the, 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 they both traded a couple possessions first. Um, so they have gotten in all, all those games except the 2019 one was the first road game. Yeah, so... So, yeah. You know, I can expect, you expect... I can expect to some runs. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A,
1: that's a nice little pattern there. But there is something about...
0: Will Levis's confidence that I really appreciate, and I think yeah, – I do yeah. love that he's been at, like, 2019. He got thrown into a Penn State-Ohio State game, top ten matchup. Winner was going to win the Big Ten East, and he had to play a lot in that game. Crowd, you know, Ohio State crowd going nuts. You know, I'd worry less about him because, it, like, he's at least been in it before a little he's,
1: bit. He's played uh, – he's playing Sandstorm all week. He, uh, he, he also had – Despite having an off day, where he's he's just under throwing guys, just something was a little bit off. He hung in the pocket and made some impressive throws. His pocket,
0: his pocket, um, awareness. Yeah, I'm trying it's to think the word, but yeah, yeah. was was better than in, in, week. Was in Madden. In they would
1: his awareness rating would be like an eight yeah. something.
0: There was even one play where he left it and then climbed back in it and made a throw on a third down, which I thought was good to see. The only thing with Levis is, especially if you're playing a team that's going in too high. QB run, baby. Yeah. Get that extra hat, pound it, make them pay (laughs) for not putting that safety in the box. Oh man. Like you got, I know Cohen doesn't want to use it, but it's like, it's such a bigger tool. I think in college football than the NFL. Yeah. Obviously NFL, because they just got, you know, heat seeking missiles everywhere. um, But it's a, it can be a real weapon um, for Kentucky. I think especially if teams are going to play them with those two deep safeties. Just pound that sucker. Get to hmm. six, seven yards and just hammer them over the head with it and make them get out of it. And then you're going to get your advantageous matchups on the outside. And on the other side, Luke Doty's probably going to be starting quarterback, and he's got some wheels. Um, so Kentucky's going to have to deal with that. And we've seen both Cole Copeland for Chattanooga and Basilac were able to get out of the pocket and, and be a little slippery and do some things. Um, so that's a challenge for Kentucky they're going to have to fix. But it's also a great test, I think because they're going to see a heavy Q run next week against Florida. Um, so yeah. it's an early mm-hmm. test. Let's see how they kind of handle that.
1: Let's um, just, just see
0: where it goes. Like I said, it's just a huge measuring stick. And one thing I do want to touch on, Nick, the one another reason I'm really excited about this offense is Will Evans' sack rate's pretty high, but um, he's not getting pressured a lot. He's just got to get a little bit better about avoiding pressure, which I think will come with time. And then, like, if you look at the efficiency numbers for some of the receivers, in tight, like, tight ends have got nine targets. They've got 100% catch rate. Josh Ali has got an over 70% catch rate and success rate. Um, Isaiah Epps has made some plays, made a couple explosive plays already. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Wondell mm-hmm. rightfully should be the target monster for this offense. I understand why you want to target him a lot. It's a little top-heavy, though. You can you
1: can, you can can throw it to your check downs. And that well, was the point Cohen made after the game. Like, shots taken doesn't yeah. mean shots yeah. thrown.
0: Well, you've proven a point now that people have to be very, very aware of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Should open up things for other people.
0: And, like, you got some other guys that have made some plays now Now go to them a little bit more. But I think we need to remember, like, like this is happening with Londell because we knew what happened with the receivers last year. It was <laughs> pretty much true. these same guys. So, I mean, it's it goes both ways. But I think Wandell being this heavy, it, it's going to – it'll leave some pressure. And I think we've seen so far that pressure um, – not having that much pressure has allowed them to make more plays and they're being all very efficient. That's why I'm pretty excited about, I think, this passing game can keep growing and growing and growing. Um, I just wish – like, they need another threat in the run game. Um, I'm not sure it can be smoke, but I do think it can be Levis in the Q run. And I wish they would just – lean into that a little bit more like the biggest offensive play of the game might've been his 21 yard scramble there on third down.
1: Yeah. It kept so that just, drive a lot. And there's other times yeah. where I
0: think he should just take off and run it, take the 10 yards. And especially like, if that's something we're going to see from defenses, get that extra hat in the run game and just run it with the quarterback, get your seven, eight yards and, say so you better get out of that or we're coming we're doing this all game
1: it's funny like if we finally get a quarterback and throw it and you're like well we got to get back to running queue well,
0: i just think it's it's a huge advantage in college football like well got, it's if also, you can do it you got to if you can do it because it makes defenses play one high safety and then you can then you're getting then you can exploit them with situations
1: the right, right right and that's I think that's the overall point is some of the defense's response is to what Kentucky's been doing through the vertical pass game. Like, mm-hmm. yep. you're able to throw along, well, they're going to put a safety back. Now you can run it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So look for some of that down at Williams Bryce Stadium this Saturday. It's going to be a loud one in Columbia, South Carolina. And when you're down there, you should make some picks with prize picks. Download the app today or visit prizepicks.com. Sign up using the promo code personnel to get in on the action it's a great way to spend your Saturday your Sunday your Thursday night get a little action in on the games like it I was one one pick away so here's here's the thing that's nice about cross
0: you've had a hot little year here Mr. Roush man and so
1: they give you an option to where you can either just like play a straight parlay and it's they, they pay you five times um or they give you a flex play where it's either two and a half or three and a half times i went for the money shot with four of them and instead if i would have played the flex play then i'm still making 80 bucks or something like that on a 20 dollar bet uh because i'd miss on chris rodriguez i thought he'd go over his run yard total yeah. Yeah. I, I miss on that one, but had the rest of them with the under Terry Wilson, the under Will Levis, and the over Wanda Robinson. My recommendation to folks out there, when you are using prize picks. It's a great app, by the way, very user-friendly. Stick with the yardage when you're replacing these prop bets. Touchdowns is tough, man. <laughs> it can be really fickle. But with yards, that's yeah. that's kind of certified production, a little and bit
0: more reliable. Anybody who's than- played fantasy knows touchdowns can be fickle because you get well, drive, who, running back, drive it down there. He comes out when they get to the inside. the yeah, five and Or back Julio up,
1: Jones. Touchdown. He had that year where he had like 11 straight 100 yard games and zero touchdowns. Well, you the know?
0: Cowboys game, the Cowboys game this year. Um, Ty Gurley had that, too, where he, he had all these yards, but didn't have many touchdowns. They have been in Cowboys game. So he drives them all the way down there and they put Tony Pollard in. He gets a three yard touchdown run.
1: <laughs> it can be a real crapshoot, right. shoot but you're guaranteed to have a great time when you're playing with prize picks use the promo code personnel and we'll match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars PrizePicks.com or download prize picks on the app store and walk speaking of great picks this week's money on pick or last week's money line prize picks pick we finally got one home fresno state plus 11 and a half took down the ucla bruins man i love it plus, i love that bet so i haven't much, added man.
0: it up yet so sorry about that but you, plus 350 cash
1: yeah yeah so. i was i i just played it i just played the points man because i couldn't oh, I watch it and if you're I not right now I, I have kind of a uh, that's kind of my mo with betting like if i'm not going to be able to watch it then i'm not going to get too frisky there if i've gotten frisky man that would have been huge but i'll still take T, the plus at 11 and a half love the way fresno really rubbed it in their faces too uh they said see a was angeles and they put two s's in there and they they had just the l hanging up on the hollywood sign oh it's great absolutely great
0: yeah so by my math you're up if we do 20 dollar bet that's a good win for you you're up um looks like two units there mr rouse so so get about it's hot
1: nice i'll take it i'll happily take it look at this is another week where I, I've 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 had my eye on one. It
0: was tough for me to find one this week, I'm but man, kidding.
1: I saw one and I can't get away from it. I can't get away from it, and it's it's our old friends in Indiana. Yeah, they stink. Oh man, they're not good. I know their linebacker got thrown out for targeting early, and it was kind of a bogus targeting call. But I I'm fading the Hoosiers. They're going. I mean, that, that was a pretty high stakes game. Huge crowd in town. A lot of people talking about it. Now they got to travel to Western Kentucky. A team that they're going to score. Like they're going to score on this Indiana defense. Western is nine-point dogs at home. The dogs are howling, baby. Fikes yeah. field is going to be rocking. Yeah. Bay's beating the baby. country and passing. Oh man, love it. Let's let's make it happen. Tops on top, TOP. S S S tops 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 on top. Let's go.
0: Let me. I'm pulling up the little money line calculator here. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What time's that game, Nick? It's at 9 That minute. is that
1: is uh, early. It's or no, excuse me, 8 p.m. Vegas yep. insiders got their calendar all out of whack.
0: Yeah, that they. That's not. It's not the best. Um. Let's pull it up here. Come on. Let me find it. A lot of night games. It looks like uh we got you at plus
1: 285
0: okay all right okay you plus 285 love it for me well. this might just be a total sucker bet because they play th- <laughs> they play three games okay and they the competition has not been great um, but iowa state has shown a little bit some chinks in the armor mm-hmm. um, baylor's number one in the big 12 and yards per play offense number two in the big 12 and yards per play defense um, we talked about baylor a lot they've gone to this new scheme on offense and it seems to be working their offensive line has been awesome give me baylor at home plus 240 to take down maddie campbell and make a lot of media people cry
1: oh man take that rewind it back take so, cause, that cause you,
0: man, oh man that that uh that stock would take a hit wouldn't it if oh you man to
1: i'd love i'd love to see it um Man, I did love – like, we kind of talked about the night slate stinking last week, but it was sneaky good. I know you were out and about a little bit, but, man, I I built a fire in my backyard, had the iPad pulled up. Yeah,
0: that's you got to do it now because it's going to get a little Mm. cold here soon.
1: Yeah, Auburn-Penn State was a great ending. It was a great cover by the Nittany Lions, too, thanks to a fourth and goal from the one fade. Um you know, we did have a lot of people on Boise at home. And yeah. that, was, that was there Oklahoma for the taking. Yeah. And the scooping score got taken away. That was absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, one game this week that could be pretty decent, just uh, I know that they beat the snot out of Terry Wilson, which, man, Terry's, Terry almost – it was like one yard per tent passing in the yeah. college station. It's <laughs> very similar to his last trip. It was, it was bad. It was really bad. But A and M, Arkansas, Arkansas at home. Well, that's in Cowboy Stadium. Oh, that's right. And that
0: game's always weird, man. Right? Never been Arkansas, decided by more than a score. I, I find this funny. Since they've gone to the SEC, they've beaten Texas twice in two attempts. Haven't beaten A and M. It's been A and M joined, but since A uh, and they are zero and eight or whatever against A and M. And I think if you go and look at the spread, they're probably like four and four, five and three against the spread. They just can't. They've lost a ton of close games. Yeah. Um, did AM and get their quarterback back? No, it's still Calzada. That, King's going to be out until, like, Halloween. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. They that got a tough a, stretch coming up. That, that
1: could be a fun It's a huge one. moment
0: for – yeah, it's a huge moment for Arkansas, you feel like. Now, a de- right. they might have the best, de- um, best defense outside of Georgia. Like, they've been nasty mm-hmm. um, through these few games. But, yeah, um, it's a huge, huge moment, I think, for Arkansas. Um, Def- another fascinating game to me, Nick, LSU at Mississippi State yeah nooner 11 o'clock local um it's an anxiety game for both sides like (laughs) mississippi state to lose how they lost last week to have that close call against louisiana tech
1: right or memphis oh oh i know what you're saying yeah sorry
0: and you know you're going through the gauntlet you get a down lsu here like it's a chance of like it's a chance to beat for leach to beat lsu two times in a row and really that's like, you win – like, that's going to buy him a lot. You know what I'm saying? You get a home win at LSU. People are going to forget about those games before. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get the 5-7, and 6-6, six and six, you're going to be okay. But they really
1: – I, I don't know what it is in particular, but Mississippi State really doesn't like LSU. Their fans really – they they put a lot of stock in this game.
0: Yeah, it's probably like Kentucky-Florida, I would imagine. Something yeah, like that. that's yeah, yeah. I can see that. And so, except um,
1: they get a, a few more wins here and there because LSU yeah. has such wild swings.
0: And so um, that that and then LSU on the other side, like they host Auburn at night, October second. Then they come to Kentucky. If they win this, you can they can maybe get on a little run here and buy O oh, some time. But if they lose, it feels like an unraveling moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It feels like I mean they're they've got a bunch of injuries already. The SEC's, I think one of their top sack guys in SEC, Andre Anthony's knocked out for the season. John Emery, he's got the school issue. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, they kind of they've taken care of business here the last two weeks, but this is kind of a big test and like that's a fascinating matchup to me.
1: Um, here's a a what if I've got you. Know? Or it's not necessarily a what if, it's a would you rather. Would you rather watch Kansas, Duke, or Wyoming, UConn? Kansas, Duke.
0: It's, it's pretty bad. Like UConn, it's not even, you know, it's not so far off where like Kansas, Duke, I could see myself watching them and like, I like Kansas as coach. And so I think my, he
1: my other game, contender so. was Tulane UAB, which somehow Tulane I'm, is a five point favorite. That game's that's a stinker game.
0: That's, I got action on that. Uh, Bill Clark is a dog. Give me the, no, Green Wave at home. Oh. They are good at home. It's the first game since the whole, I, I believe it's their first home game since all the, um, they had to relocate. Mm hmm. So, I think it's going to be – because they were supposed to play Oklahoma at home first week.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So, I think it's going to be a a pretty big moment for them. Yeah, I like Tulane there. And then another line I really like, man, Florida State's Mm 0-3. And it, you know, you'd be an idiot to take them. (laughs) (laughs) But they're getting points at home, and Louisville is in the ultimate letdown spot. Oh, yeah, they are. They think they're
1: good at football now.
0: And then Florida State out Wake Forest. They just had some mistakes. Like, I don't know. It feels like like if you're going to bet Florida State, this is the spot.
1: This is the one time to do it.
0: This is the spot. Because if they're <laughs> going to turn it around, it's it. Like, this is kind of a – like, I think they're in a similar spot to how Louisville was last week. Where it's like, if you don't win this one, your season is just ruined. Yeah. Like, we have to win this game. Um, And Louisville, I think, was in a similar spot last week. And now it's just the, you know, it's the ultimate hangover. Around town here, they've been –
1: Oh, they've been super. After, after getting
0: cracked on for two weeks, <laughs> now they just like no, you know it's are Now they're talking. Now we're going eight and four. Blah blah blah. I just I, give me the give me the nose I'll take the points at Doke.
1: One, uh, you mentioned earlier how this team or this year has a well, 007 feeling to it. Would it be would it be crazy if Ole Miss is the benefactor of all of that?
0: Yeah, that game next week. We're probably. I mean, yeah, it's fascinating that I mean, Alabama Omas game. I think I'm going to like, like, I, feels just like just sprinkle, just put a play on Omis money line. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get odds. Right. Yeah, I think it could happen. I mean,
1: like Tulane, yes, they are not great, but you know, like they struggled against Oklahoma. Matt I mean, Brown's
0: just in total control. He,
1: he really is out there, man. Yeah. He is on a different level. And yeah. if their defense, like, when they can produce just a few stops. I mean, because that's, that's well, really all they have They're needed. not giving but up
0: different. big plays because they're playing um, – they're essentially playing pre defense. They're playing what Middle Ohio, Iowa State did. It's the three-safety middle defense. And basically, you just have – you take a linebacker out, you replace him with a safety. Essentially, you're playing like two Mike linebackers. You got one six or seven yards off, and then the other one's like 14 yards off, and then you got another one behind him. Um, and basically what that does is um, they can get in three deep – and you can't bomb it, um, but if you if you run crossers or stuff across the middle, they can rally and tackle real fast, um, and so they're they're fine with that. They just, you know, make teams go 10, 11 plays to score because we know we're going to score on the other end.
1: Right, right, and I I know that there isn't a ton out there, like, uh you know, beating proven quality opponents, but, man, when you can score like that, as long as Matt Corral doesn't have, one of those games against Alabama. Like I I could see him having a game down the stretch, then being, you know, yeah. second in the country and then just, you know, yeah. ripping yeah. a wet yeah. fart and messing up against AM and him throwing a bunch of picks or something. But if you can if you can get to that point, that's why I really I really want to see him take down Alabama. And there's something about Ole Miss just having Nick yeah. Saban's number. It's kind of
0: fun, you know? Yeah, you if you if you think that's gonna happen, you need to go right now and bet Krautle win the Heisman. Like if you think Ole Miss is going to win, you need to go bet it right now because he's going to be the head yeah. favorite after that. Yeah, but you're probably going to get some good value. Right, I mean, it's grown. It's grown the last couple of weeks, but
1: but it's it's not anywhere where it could be.
0: Yeah, you know? this is your this is your chance to go ahead and lock that in. Man, it's exciting. Football's great. It's back. Mm-hmm. Um, do we and have any? I think the, back to the Kentucky South Carolina game. I think like. You're gonna if you pull up some South Carolina podcasts this week. If you read some South Carolina sites, like they they're gonna walk into this thing and they can win. Like they're gonna look at the Chattanooga game. Kentucky couldn't stop the run, so South Carolina should be able to establish somewhat of a running game, and then we're gonna force some turnovers and win the game. Um, it's a huge game. Like Beamer's already tweeted multiple times about you know we need a crazy atmosphere here. It's a huge recruiting weekend for them. Like this is a big big game for South Carolina. Pushing
1: um, a lot of chips on in. Yeah.
0: Right. So for Kentucky, like, I think Kentucky's a better team. I think, you know, it's going to be good that they're motivate. like it's a motivating spot for them. Um, and I think they win as long as they, you know, do not lose the turnover battle by multiple, like two to three, do not have like special teams catastrophes or give up a block kick touchdown, non-offensive touchdown. And then just do you, I think you're, you're going to be able to score on South Carolina. And I think if you, Do not give them short field, it's going to be very hard for them to keep up with your offense. And so that's really why I think Kentucky's going to win the game. Now we'll see Mm -hmm. if one of these mistakes ends up biting them in the ass. Um, But a good thing is is they've survived catastrophe-free here before.
1: Yeah, they 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 certainly have. They've got the more talented team. You haven't always been able to say that in this series. And even though South Carolina is really putting this game on a pedestal, Kentucky knows they can win here. That th- it's not a stranger to yeah, them. It's
0: not to admit like we're going to get the Mississippi state game later, but it's not, it's not that where you just sort of nothing good's happened down there. They've had some good things happen to them. Even two years ago, like the Bowden thing worked and it was like, all right, we can do this. And it changed the season. Even in a, like a, that loss was like the most pitiful game you would ever see, oh, it was um, bad. but you still had people left that game going. I think that can work. And we got the bye week and then they took off, and it was, that was that stretch was about as much much fun five six game stretch that Kentucky fans have had in you know a while.
1: I yeah, think. it was fun. It was a blast, and it could be really fun if Kentucky is able to go down to South Carolina in a raucous environment and take care of business. Yeah. If you plan on going down there, something you need to know. You have to wear your mask at the game.
0: Yes. Yes. I meant to say that.
1: That That is that they, the city of Columbia enacted a mask mandate. It applies to outdoor spaces too. There was a weird thing in the email that like the campus is not enforcing it. It's the quote unquote city of Columbia is. Yes. But if you are found not doing it, you can be the subject of up to a hundred dollar yeah. fine. So I am
0: interested to see how, if that has any effect on
1: turn out or how people are yeah yeah any of that stuff
0: i i, I don't
1: think they will be sticklers about it you know but are they
0: are the coaches gonna have to wear masks on the sideline
1: maybe I, 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 that I, I, I don't know um but i know that it certainly applies to fans um i i'm going to recommend to you all once again that groucho's subs are awesome the stp sauce is fire it's a great hangover cure and uh if you're not a college kid, maybe go downtown and not to Five Points. Five Points is a little bit more walking into places, but Sticky floors kind of deal. Pretty solid during the day. It's a nice little area. But at night, you know, just they got a whole downtown area that's really cool.
0: Anybody going down there? Holler at me. You know where to found me on Twitter. Let's meet up. Have DMs are open. Beers. There you go. Yeah. DMs are open.
1: You know what? It's always down for some Bud Lights. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you all for listening, for downloading Prospects, using the code PERSONNEL, for subscribing, and for hanging out with us as we talk football each and every week right here on 11 Personnel.